Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sided Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, brother. How about you? Doing good, man. Can't complain. We're taping this on Tuesday, October 3rd. You can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music and YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Also on TikTok, too, out of Three Falls Pod. Uh, we really appreciate your love and support for the program. So, Graham, something very interesting happening over the weekend. Uh, I think this uh, a new AEW star is on the... <laughs> he popped up on the show. Uh, this guy called Edge, Adam Copeland. He, he, I think you might know him. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been around for, for a while. Um, <laughs> so, um, listen, we, we've been hearing Edge was going to maybe pop up in, in, in AEW uh, soon, or maybe it was a high possibility. Um, some thought he was going to be loyal and not go to AEW, but, you know, Edge probably feels he, you know he got something left in the tank and uh for me Graham, before we get into the whole you know pop-up at, at, at wrestle dream i just didn't think edge was going to end his career with his final match of being sheamus with all due respect to sheamus um i think it'll come down to christian and th- there are a couple guys in aew that he could want to work with with the darby allen and the stings and we can go on and on um but in your mind, were you watching it live or you just caught up on it as it, as it was going on? No, I watched it live specifically because I knew there was a pretty strong possibility he could show up. So, yeah, I did not miss that one. And did you feel that way because they had Christian in the main event? Yes. I mean, I figured when they announced, they didn't, I don't know if they announced it, but they made it pretty clear. Darby Allen said in the days preceding the pay-per-view that he was going to main event. And that kind of, not gave it away, but that gave me a pretty strong indication that it was happening. If you asked me a week ago, because we didn't talk about Edge last week, but if you asked me a week ago if I thought he would show up, my answer probably would have been no, because they were promoting this whole new era thing and it ended up being the Edge era, the Rated R era. And I've said yeah. before, I think that's kind of, I don't know, I think that's stupid to kind of say like, oh, we're, we're ushering in a new, it's not really a new era. It's always a fucking new era with this company. It's always a new era with WWE. Every week is a new era. That's right. Um, I think that stuff is silly, but. You know, I think it would have been better if they didn't say anything at all, but I know they want to sell the pay-per-view. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of figured when it, when it was made clear that Christian and Darby were going on last, it wasn't made obvious because there was a pretty strong possibility. My prediction was, which I didn't want to see happen, but I thought Darby would get the belt back. They were in Seattle, his hometown, home state, whatever. And I figured he would get the belt back, and that was how they would close out the show. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, what they went with instead was much better. So um, I think the way that it played out was perfect. So you're watching it live. Um, you know, you're, you're a very smart man. You're getting indication that this could happen. And they, I, I see they're doing some things, you know, after the match is over. I see the whole ring is all, all crazy and set and, and, and fucked up. Um, but when you see the lights go out, and then you see, you hear, you, you think you know him. You, you can't, they can't use, you think you know me no more. So uh, I think it's Beth Phoenix in the, um, the opening intro. And then he comes out, the crowd goes crazy. He could still use Metalingus, which I think was very important and very uh, intricate for Edge, uh, Adam Copeland. Uh, but what, what was your overall excitement? What was your overall take of like seeing him and how they portrayed him? And I know it was a very quick segment. Uh, but what was your overall thoughts of him now in uh, Edge, now in um, AW? 
Yeah, no, I think I think so. The intro, I believe, I'd have to go back and listen to it. I think they still say, you think you know me. It's just not the same voice, obviously, because they all know. But I think they still say the exact same words, which is cool, like you said, with Beth Phoenix. Um, my buddy, Chris Mueller, also I from Police Report. I from think it's you think you know him. I could be wrong. Oh, I'd have to go back and listen yeah. to it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if they have that copyrighted or not, but it was still cool. It was, it was recognizable enough. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my thoughts in the debut, basically, is that what we're talking here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the debut itself, I thought was awesome. Like I said, I thought it went off perfectly as far as the execution. Um, you know, I don't know if they needed that little mini vignette before he came out. I think if they just played the music, that would have been enough. Cause I think when the vignette, I mean, everyone kind of figured he was showing up when they went off the show with the heels attacking Darby and sting, it was kind of made not obvious, but I mean, it was pretty clear at that point. Didn't take away from the moment. It was cool. Um, the vignette wasn't really necessary cause you can kind of see that it was edge. So again, mm-hmm. if you're paying attention anyway, um, you know, it was pretty obvious it was Edge. But anyway, so I thought the actual debut was great when he comes out. It was surreal just because I don't think, even though it was made clear by the end of the pay-per-view that he was coming out, it's still one of those things where you don't, at least for me, you don't believe it until you see it. Because mm-hmm. he's a lifer in WWE. I mean, then, then again, I was kind of thinking about this yesterday where Jericho was in a very similar spot four years ago. We don't really think about it now because it's been so long. But when he first went to AEW, I mean, at that point, he'd done the New Japan stuff. But still, I don't think anyone ever thought Jericho would ever work anywhere beyond WWE, or at least not in direct competition to WWE. Because even when he was doing the New Japan stuff, he still made at least one appearance in WWE on that Raw 25 show five, five and a half years ago. So if he wanted to go back to WWE, he probably would have at some point. He never said he would never work there again. Mm -hmm. If AEW doesn't become a thing, he would already be back there already. Um, and we never thought, you know, Jericho never worked the ring of honors. He never worked impact or whatever when he was in WWE and he left WWE a number of times. He very well could have just never did edge. Same thing. Uh, could have left at any point. I mean, he actually almost went to AEW a couple years ago, but he wanted his return and, you know, return from retirement to be in WWE. Yeah. And we got that run. And, you know, I said a month or two ago, it would be weird. I wouldn't like to see him in AEW just because I feel like I still feel like it's a weird fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though, it looks like from what he said during the post show scrum, he's going to be full time there, which is really cool. Will he be wrestling every week? A la CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Danielson kind of works in on and off full time schedule. Depends on whether he's hurt or not. Uh, that I don't know. I don't think so. But it sounds like he might be more active than he was in WWE. And in WWE, he wasn't working two or three times a year. I mean, he did this year, but, you know, in past years, he was working some Raw and SmackDown matches. He did, he worked SmackDown against Sheamus. He worked SmackDown against Grayson Waller and MSG a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's already wrestling next Tuesday. They already announced it on their next Dynamite, not this week, but next week against Luchasaurus. Yeah. Um, obviously having a backstage presence as well. I think it's cool. I think it's a great get for AEW. He's not like Pat. I mean, you know, he's almost fifty, but he's not past this prime in the sense where his matches were terrible. I think getting to me, I honestly thoroughly enjoyed his WWE run, but it also got to a certain point where it seems like a couple things. One, he wanted to work with Christian. Two, he kind of made it sound like in that statement on Twitter that he wanted to do more, but they wouldn't really let him. I don't really know exactly what that. I mean, to me, that reads like. He wanted to wrestle more, and they just had no creative plans for him. How the fuck you don't have any plans for Edge doesn't make Mm. any sense to me at all. But at the same time, in the three, four years that he's been back in WWE, he worked with the AJ Styles, he worked with the Sheamus's, the the Finn Balor's, the Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns's, and people like that. Uh, There wasn't too many people left that he hadn't worked with that people were clamoring to see him face. 
Yeah. At least in AEW, there's a whole slew of people he hasn't either faced yet or at least not in a long time. Uh, we can get the Edge and Christian reunion, maybe against the Hardys, FTR, stuff like yeah. that. There's a lot more you can do with Edge in AEW, and he's at a point in his career where he may not, <clears throat> excuse me, he may not, re- he may not retire in AEW. It doesn't really matter either way, but he might be just going there while he still can, while he can still go and say, "Listen, fuck it, I'm just going to mm. go there and have fun and just do whatever the fuck I want." Because uh, yeah. he may never get this chance again if he were to resign to WWE, you know, this year, next year, whatever it might have been. No, I agree. I, I, I listen. I think this this show is probably going to be more AEW heavy than we've done before in the past. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that in a second. I think with Edge, um, you know, this last run he had, um, I thought it, I thought it, it was pretty good. He had Finn Balor. It was a couple of the guys he had. Um, I think, and if I'm wrong, tell me. I think what kind of de- kind of derailed that last run was the fact that he he. He just started Judgment Day, and he got Damian Priest. He got Rhea Ripley, and then like this, <clears throat> they fucking turned on him. And I'm like, why would why would they turn on Edge so quick? And like he, he the new music, the new haircut, the new heel Edge, like brute brutish Edge. And then now you put Finn Balor in there, and I'm like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, tell me. But I think what happened was when Cody got the injury from Hell in a Cell with the Peck. Well, prior to that, you know, the whole peck shit, he was gone for like mad months. So they 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 needed a new baby face to to be on Raw, and I think what happened was, hey, Cody's gonna be out. I need someone to fill in that spot as, as a good guy. And now we're gonna turn Edge back to the good guy role. And now you're gonna swap Finn Balor into Judgment Day. And I think that from that point on. Like there are some people out there who like Judgment Day now with Finn, Damian, Dominic, and, and Rhea, which I, I I do too. But I just think I don't think they ever really gave Edge a a, a chance in in that top spot because they they turn on him so so quick because I think Cody Cody got hurt. No, that's exactly what happened. I actually spoke to Edge right after it happened last summer, and I had asked him about that because it was weird, and he was pretty honest about it. He just said it was a <clears throat> it was a couple different things, but it was mainly because. Cody got hurt and they needed the top baby face. And that kind of yeah. just changed the plans, um, you know, on a dime. I, I thought that was weird. I fucking hated it at the time that they did that because they took his group away from him so quickly. Yeah. And maybe that did factor in his decision to leave because judgment day was his idea with the same members with Rhea and Damien. And maybe Finn would have been in there if he was still leader. Who knows? Um, I ultimately think though, in retrospect, they made the right decision for as abrupt as it was. And I mm-hmm. like the heel edge character. I think I was in the minority on that, though. I remember a lot of people last year saying when the Edge heel stuff was going on with Judgment Day that it wasn't working for a lot of people because um, Edge is just, at this point in his career, a natural babyface. People just don't want to not cheer for the guy. So uh, you hear that music. I mean, obviously, they changed the music when he was a heel and they gave it back to him when he went back to being a babyface. But yeah, still, he's just a natural babyface at this stage and the heel stuff. They weren't doing the supernatural stuff yet. Maybe that was the direction they wanted to take it in. Ironically, they didn't end up doing that. And when they took it away from him, they threw in Dominic, which ended up being an improvement. A lot of people, myself included, thought that would be a step backward. He ended up joining the group, and it was the best thing for the entire group was Dominic joining. And they've been better off without Edge than they were with Edge, uh, interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if that was a factor because... I mean, honestly, you can't really look at his run and say or anyone for anyone to think, oh, he wasn't used well. Um, it didn't live up to its full potential. It could have been more. I mean, some of the matches were kind of boring. Some of them I enjoyed most, but like 
the Randy Orton Mania, which was during COVID, but like the Mania 36 match, the AJ Styles matches weren't as good as they could have been. But for the most part, he won almost all of his matches, uh, got a couple different title matches, a WrestleMania main event out of it, a Royal Rumble win, worked with everyone on all brands, on television, on pay-per-view, teamed with his wife on a couple of occasions. And there was nothing the guy did not do in this most recent run aside from winning a championship, which he didn't really need to. Um, I mean, I think it just came to a certain point where there just wasn't much more for him to do. And if he was upset creatively that he wanted to do more, I understand that. I mean, if it wasn't like, I mean, again, it seemed like he had a lot of creative freedom, even in WWE. It seemed like to me, which is hard to believe, but it seemed like to me that he wanted to wrestle more because he hasn't really been around since WrestleMania. He beat Finn Balor, which in retrospect was such a fucking waste because he hasn't been around. So what, what was the point? Uh, Finn Balor has been, Edge has not been, and uh, that was it. I mean, we haven't really seen him since. They didn't have a plan for him. I don't know. At least in AEW, it seems like they have a plan, which is cool to see. So I can't say I'm too upset at the move. Well, you know, Graham, AEW has had their fair share of um, debuts. Uh, Edge, Adam Copeland. Listen, not not what? They can't can't even use Edge now. It's got to be Adam Copeland, which I'm I'm fine. Um, But we've seen John Moxley. We've seen CM Punk. We've seen Daniel uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, we see Adam Cole and, and just like these big pops, these big crazy arenas and like, oh, shit, he's, he's here and he's here. Um, and I've seen already on uh, Twitter that they're already ranking, yo, where you put this in the top AEW debuts and, and stuff like that. Whether you, you, you knew ahead of time or how they portrayed it, um, where would you where would you put? This uh, Edge Adam Copeland AEW debut, as far as the the the, the execution, um, being surprised about it, because uh, listen, you know, I I was kind of caught off guard how they had Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and and Adam Cole on the same fucking night back to back. That that was mm-hmm. crazy. We kind of knew CM Punk was coming, just didn't know when. But once they say, "Oh, Chicago," all right, all right see, is, is it really going to happen? CM Punk. Um, I think John Mox was dope because that was the very early stages of, of AEW. Yeah. Then you get Edge. I mean, where do you rank this Edge AEW debut? I think the number one one has got to be Punk. I mean, because even though people knew ahead of time, it was the biggest debut they ever had. And he's no longer there, unfortunately. But in mm-hmm. terms of the execution, the building they were in, in Chicago, the music, everything about it was perfect. I mean, that's not just one of the greatest returns in a- or debuts in AEW history. That's one of the greatest reactions in wrestling history. That was like a sustained pop for like 20 fucking minutes um, in the United Center. It was amazing. I mean, I mean, it was his return to wrestling after seven years. It was Aiken to the edge moment in WWE when he came back to the Royal Rumble in 2020. Because you can only get one shot at something like that when you yeah. come back out of retirement or whatever after seven to nine years. They nailed it with Edge for the most part in WWE at the Rumble, and they nailed it with Punk in AEW um, two years ago. So I'd probably have to put the Punk one at two. The Cole and Danielson one is a very close second. I was there for that one. That was only like a week or two later mm. um, in Chicago at All Out. Because like you said, they brought out Cole. People thought it would be Danielson. It's like, oh, my God, because Cole at that point had just been fresh off of a uh, WWE. He had just last appeared in WWE two weeks earlier and then shows up in AEW as soon as he can, contractually able to, um, less than two weeks later, which was amazing. So, And then Danielson shows up right afterward, and that was awesome. And again, that was also surreal because he'd only ever worked in WWE. So it was a pretty big deal. Um, He would either have to be three or four. That Moxley one really set the tone for AEW. It closed out their first pay-per-view. 
He's been their workhorse ever since. Again, he was another guy that a lot of people, people had a feeling he would go to AEW, but again, he had been in WWE for so long. You just don't know for sure until you see him. Uh, Jericho's was obviously announced when AEW first started, so that wasn't really a debut. Yeah, he don't count. He don't count. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't count. So I probably would put Edge at four or five. I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, Sting's was pretty cool. The only thing taking away from that was that it was during COVID, so it was yeah. a very limited amount of fans in the building, but it was still a surreal moment because that was one. All the other ones I kind of had a feeling about or were expected. The Edge one came completely out of fucking – or I'm, I'm sorry, the Sting one came completely out of fucking nowhere. Um, no one knew that was coming, and he's had a great run there so far. So I'd probably put it at four or five in retrospect. And I think the John Moxley one was a little different because, you know, the Edges, the Adam Coles, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, the, you know, they, they came right from you know, the main stage down the ramp and yeah. lights off and they come out. Like John Mox was like shield-like right from the crowd. Sure. Jericho, Jericho, he just, he, he just won a match. I think he beat Hangman. Right. Uh he beat Jerick. He beat uh, Omega that night. Omega. So yeah. he beat he, he beats Omega. Then all of a sudden, Mossy come right from the right from the stands, shield like everybody touched him. Yo, he was talking about it. Then he come out there and, and do all that. So I think the 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 execution of that makes it like yo, it's got to be if it ain't number one, it's got to be top two. But I think, but Punk as far as the biggest pop and like, c- can you really believe that after seven, eight, nine years or whatever? CM Punk is going to be in a fucking wrestling ring. That's that made it more like that. Could it really happen? But now, now it is, and it's like holy shit. CM Punk is back in pro wrestling. But um, listen, I, I'm happy for Edge. I think he'll get a few matches off and some 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 dope storylines. But I I think it's ultimately going to end with him and um him and Christian. So it's like you know how long does Edge last in AEW? Um, you know. Probably a year or two, maybe depends on how 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 far they use him. But th- there are some interesting matchups he could have. Listen, you put Edge in Hangman, you put Edge in well, you know Adam in uh, Omega, and then obviously there's a there's a FTR kind of background story with the obviously the Hardys and um, so you know Young Bucks. So I think Edge is going to be there for quite some time. So asking me debutish, I think it, it's probably top. Is it a top four, a top five, I would say, for me? I'd say so. Listen, that's not bad company to be in with Moxley, no. Danielson, Cole, and CM Punk. So, I mean, those are their biggest stars. Everyone else, I mean, they've had a lot of other good debuts and a lot of other good returns and stuff. AW's had a lot of great moments. I'm trying to think of the top of their card right now. I'm like, who's there and, and how they debuted? And most of it are, are people that are already that were already there, like the Elite mm. and stuff like that. But uh I don't. I don't think you can top that punk one. You only get one shot at that, and they nailed every aspect of it. So yeah. I got to go with CM Punk as one. But you know, Coles or uh, Copeland rather would be in the top five, and I think they did a uh, very good job with it. And again, just the idea that he was even in that he's even in AEW at this point is just still surreal to me, and it probably won't really fully settle in until after we see him make a couple of appearances on Dynamite and in the ring and on Collision and stuff on uh, stuff like that. So I feel like I know you've been watching AEW more than more than me, respectfully. I just don't really have the time and all that. But tell me, um, there's a lot of fans right there uh, out there that are, are loving this Christian heel run. I know he's a, he's a TNT champion, um, and ain't tag champion, ain't the world champion. They, they got 20, 24 belts out there. So many fucking titles. <laughs> uh, but what is what is making this Christian heel run so interesting now? Tell me about it. 
Uh, listen, I, I'm the first one to, even if he was doing a bad job, I would still enjoy it just because I'm the biggest Christian fan out there, one of them. But listen, he is genuinely doing great work right now. The Christian, I think, will go down as one of the most uh, underrated because I think people know how good he is, specifically in the ring, but maybe underappreciated, at least in WWE history, because he was never like a consistent top guy, but he would always go in there and have amazing matches, work well with everyone. And that Randy Orton feud from 12 years ago stands out to me as being one of my favorite feuds personally. Yeah. Him and Orton had amazing chemistry, but he also won the world title a couple times, Intercontinental Championship, you know, uh, you know, the tag titles obviously a lot, so he's had a lot of success. Comes over to AEW, won the Impact Championship. He was TNA champion already many years ago, and he had success out of WWE once before. Listen, I think in retrospect, it was the same thing with Edge a couple of years ago when Christian came out of retirement, and we never thought he would wrestle again. He's one of those people like Edge, like Paige, Sting, people like that, that people never thought would wrestle again um, just because he had been out for so long. WWE didn't seem to want to clear him. I don't know if he even wanted to get back in the ring. I don't know exactly what his status was. But then he does come back. He was in the Rumble, and it was that one COVID Rumble where there were no fans. So yeah. that that was that sucked. But it was still a great moment when he came out. Um, and I was a bit bummed that he didn't go to WWE because, again, that was his home for so long, and he could have been with Edge, and now he is with Edge, ironically. But I think in retrospect, he made the right decision because in an AEW, he's gotten a lot more TV time. In WWE, I don't know if he would have been released by now, but he probably would have ended up on fucking main event or some dumb shit. Like, I don't <laughs> think they would have used him as well as AEW has so far. I mean, yeah. he started out in the World Championship mix a couple years ago. He was hurt for a little while last year. They were using him as a fucking manager for Jungle Boy for a time, which was a bummer. Mm-hmm. But then he turns heel, and he's just been amazing. Ever since the heel turn last summer, he came back from his injury. The Jungle Boy stuff was well done. Um, working with Wardlow and, and now uh, Darby Allen, he's had great matches. Yeah. And the whole gimmick for the longest time is that Luchasaurus was the TNT champion, and then Christian would pretend that he was champion. Now he actually is the champion, which is the best part about it. And it's a great you know, token run for him as he winds down his career. He can still go in the ring. He's an amazing heel. If you watch the press conferences, he's great there too. Um, he genuinely is among the best parts of the promotion right now, right up there with the MJF and Cole thing, which Adam Cole just got hurt. So that's kind of, uh, you know, on mm-hmm. water, you know, treading on water for the moment. But, you know, among that uh, is is Christian doing some of the best work of his career right now, in my opinion. Real quick, back to Adam Copeland, Edge. Um, will he, again, if you were a betting man, will he or should he, by the time his time is over in AEW, have a world championship run. Do you want to see Adam Copeland as AEW world champion? Um, It's something that I wouldn't mind seeing. Am I sitting here clamoring to see it? No, mm-hmm. I'm not. I would have been honestly okay with him getting a world title run in WWE. I've said that before too. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I know so. I understand the mindset <laughs> of like all these people are old. Don't give them like the fuck. Don't give the part-timers the belt. Well, it doesn't sound like he's going to be a, a part-timer it sounds like he's going to be a full-timer yeah i mean sting doesn't need to be world champion to this point that guy you know i love sting but he doesn't need to be a world champion edge viably could be um the thing with AEW though even in wwe i would have been more okay with it when they had two championships because edge could have been champion like i mean i honestly thought he might end roman's run a couple of years ago now we're like three years in a roman's run clearly that never happened but you know, when they brought back the World Heavyweight Championship earlier this year, he was involved in that tournament. And I think some people thought he might win the whole fucking thing and uh, win back the belt that he never lost back in 2011. And that never happened either. So 
this is a different championship. It's a different company. AEW only has one belt. So if Edge is holding it, then that means that people like, you know, whoever else, Swerve Strickland, Ricky Starks, Adam Page, whoever else should be holding it isn't. Um, so probably not. If, if it made enough sense story, like I don't want to see him beating MJF. I don't want to see him being the one to beat MJF for the championship. That to me would be stupid. Uh-huh. Down the road for a brief run, if he's going to be wrestling consistently, then I wouldn't hate it. But it's not something I think that needs to happen necessarily. And listen, listen, I think we both would agree that a guy like Adam Cole should be world champion. A guy like Brian Danielson should be world I champion. I would put the belt on Danielson before Edge, yeah. Right. So how long is Danny Bryan? I keep saying Danny Bryan. Brian Danielson, how long he's been AEW? Like at least two plus years, right? Uh, two years now, but yeah, he hasn't been champion and he's no champion. winding down full time within the next year. So I would put the belt on him before he wraps yeah. up. And the same way Adam Cole, two plus years, no world champion. So it's like yeah. it's easy for us to say, yeah, Edge, you know, you can be world champion, but it's like so many people ahead of you. Oh yeah, way more that haven't gotten that haven't got the strap. Mm-hmm. And you know, MGF has been champion for how long now? Almost a year, as of uh, mid November. I mean, listen, it, it makes sense they haven't been champion because everyone they've had had as champion has made sense. I mean, it kind of got fucked up last year with the whole Punk getting hurt, and then he yeah. came back and they gave the belt to Moxley two or three times. I mean, that whole thing was messed up. But beyond that, they've used the whole championship lineage well. I mean, Punk had it; he won it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Page and people like that. So it's not like oh. Listen, I say this every time we talk. It's not like they put the belt on Jay Kager or Jinder Mahal or something like that. I mean, all the people they've had the championship Stop on. Stop picking on Jinder, man. Stop picking on Jinder. <laughs> Stop. You pick on Jinder and, and Dolph too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Same yeah. thing. It's not like Dolph was champion. Um, these are all people that should have been champion and uh, needed to be champion. So you know, yeah. they haven't wasted a run with the title yet. And it, it's I'm going to be very curious to see who MJF drops that title to. Because like I said, Adam Cole just got hurt. I thought it would be Cole. Could they wait until Cole comes back? Yeah, Cole might be out for a while. So with, with MJF being a, a champion for almost a year, right? Who who is? We know Cole's going to be out for for a minute, but who is like the guy you see, or the guys that could potentially take the belt over MJF? Um, I mean, it would have been Adam Cole if he wasn't her. If not Cole. Now what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I don't think it'll be Danielson. Danielson already got a shot at MJF and lost. It doesn't need to be him. Um, Jay White wouldn't be a bad idea. He stepped up to MJF last week, and he's awesome, and they're finally giving him a chance to really shine in that company. Jay White wouldn't be a bad call. Um, the thing is, there's so many people that could be champion that just aren't there right now. It's weird. Yeah. Um, like Swerve Strickland is great. Ricky Starks is great. Starks already got a shot a year ago and lost. I don't think it'll be him. He's also a heel right now. I mean, that which actually, MJF's a babyface. So that makes sense. It could be Starks. I don't think it would be. Uh, Wardlow isn't even on the fucking show. I said Darby Allen before, but that was back when MJF was a heel, and I don't think it makes as much sense now that he's a babyface. Yeah. Um, I would have said Darby, but now I don't know. Because now that MJF's a babyface, it could be any number of people. I- I'll Jay White would be great. Um, I don't know any of any, any other, like, credible top heels that they have that would make sense. Swerve would be cool, but it might be too soon for that. So I don't know. It's funny, uh, real quick, I, I, you know, we're in a very interesting time where people are going, you know, you know, here or here, they, 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 they're changing companies. It's like, um, so th- th- there's an NBA reporter called Adrian Wojnarowski. He's like the biggest yeah. guy that reports trades and breaking news. Yeah, Woj, right? Woj, yeah, Woj. Woj, W-O-J. Okay, yeah. So it was like, you yeah. know what? We need like a a pro wrestling Woj. 
you know, just so uh, it, it don't, it, it got to be nobody for real. Just be, uh, listen, breaking news. We have like, for example, Jay Cargo now is officially with WWE, right? So now she goes there. Then all of a sudden you see, oh, Adam Copeland. Ed, she's now in AEW. Breaking news, Adam Copeland goes to AEW. Then you've probably seen as of maybe early as tonight, you've seen uh, they're showing videos for Brian Pillman Jr. So he might be in NXT. So mm-hmm. me, like now, like who is left? So in, in essence, I, 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 I'll bring it around to, to Punk. So basically you're saying Cargo, Brian Pillman Jr., CM Punk. Let's say the trade. I trade all you guys for Edge and like multiple draft picks and, and, and cash <laughs> considerations. You know what I'm saying? But it's just funny how like now everybody just shifting back and forth, back and forth. And I think, listen, man, I think all signs are, are pointing for Punk to 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 come there. Um, I think that's like the last, mm, the last punch. Like wow, like the Edge and that that reaction he got was awesome. But I know that can be beaten, and I know CM Punk going back to the company will ultimately beat that. I think he's. It's gonna happen, bro. When listen, Survivor Series Chicago. That's the earliest that I think they can do it. They kind of teasing some things with Seth Rollins. If you really want to really dive into it, yeah, you know, yeah. What I'm saying like even last night on Raw with Michael Cole saying uh, a couple things that Punk said in that previous promo in the pipe bomb. So I was like, hmm. they're gonna go with Punk. It's just a matter of is it just a matter of when, Graham? Just a matter of when. Listen, I want to see Punk back in the company. The guy's problematic as fuck based off his last I don't run. care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Listen, I got to I got to I got to draw the line down the middle here. I really want Punk back. Again, as much of a Christian mark as I am, I'm as as big if not a bigger CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Mark. Those are the guys, those are my favorites right there. Them and William Regal. Um, listen, I want him back in WWE. They got to tread lightly because the guy had a lot of issues in AEW. True. He's injury prone. He's got some attitude fucking issues. I, I think they would take him back. And I think, listen, I honestly think not that it would be, it is a great get for WWE. They do need to be careful because the guy's a hothead. Mm. But I just think, honestly, I think in WWE with the structure that they have, because you hear people complain that have worked, they're like, oh, it's, you know, way too micromanaging, whatever, which is obviously a problem. But I think that works to Punk's benefit. Um, he probably would want the freedom that he had in AEW. But I think he almost had too much freedom. Like he he took he did not he did not respect Tony Khan because clearly if he did he would not have done a lot of the shit that he did, especially towards the end and even during that uh, media scrum thing a year ago. If he respected the guy, I'm not saying he has to like Triple H. I doubt he pulls that fucking shit with Triple H in the room or Vince McMahon in the room. Mm-hmm. Garen fucking you. no chance. Um, I just think he'd be, I think it's a better environment. I, I, it's such a weird thing to say because he hated it there a decade ago, but not that it's changed that much, but it's more so the fact that I think the structure, not that he won't get upset and whine about shit, but I just don't think that he would act the way that he did and get in fights and stuff backstage. I just don't think that's going to happen as much in WWE because he's, yeah. you know, he knows that he can't get away with that. And AEW can get away with it. It was a free for all backstage from what it looked like, from what it sounded like. Mm. In WWE, it's not. I also think that um, he knows that if he goes back, he can get a sweetheart deal out of it, work as many or as little matches as he wants, maybe get a Mania main event. Not that it really matters at this point. That's just kayfabe shit. But 
you know, I mean, he knows they would welcome him back probably, you know, and get a big reaction and make a lot of money. That's really all that it's about. And he would still be working in AEW if they didn't fire him. So, um, I think him in WWE is a pretty likely possibility. I think it is, like you said, more a matter of when than if. And it could be Survivor Series. Listen, it could be the Rumble, which falls on the exact 10-year anniversary of when he walked out of the company. I mean, what a story that would be. Guy walks into the Rumble, wins the whole thing on the 10-year anniversary of when he walked out of the company to earn the Mania main event that he never had. To face Rollins or Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I mean, it won't be... It shouldn't be Roman. Cody's got to finish the story. But Rollins, I you know, we talked about Rollins and Gunther, but if it was Rollins and uh, Punk instead, Gunther can maybe face Brock or something, I would not complain. Hmm. I'm gonna hold I I I wanna hold that for next next time. But my last few Wrestle Dream happened, no mercy happened, a big time a weekend for for, for, for pro wrestling. Which one did you enjoy more? No, uh, I think both shows were great. Um Wrestle Dream was the better show, I think, just because they had so many great matches. Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd be a fool if I didn't say Wrestle Dream, especially with that Adam Copeland debut at the end. I just like the shorter shows. No Mercy was only two hours. They only have six matches. No more. Our fucking Wrestle Dream had 14, <clears throat> 14. including the pre show. 14, including the pre show. Four hour show. Five hour show if you include the pre show. That's way too fucking long. Not that WWE <laughs> shows are two hours, but. I'm sorry, wow. that's just too long for me. Um, Wrestle Dream was probably the better show, as far as like. But your question was enjoy more, probably No Mercy, just because I like the shorter shows and mm. I thought the top two matches, uh, Dragonoff and Hayes and Becky Lynch and Tiffany were two excellent matches. I mean, those were outstanding. Specifically, Hayes and Dragonoff and Lynch and Stratton was also yeah. really really good. So I, I would probably go No Mercy, but Wrestle Dream was also a lot of fun. Listen, it, it's hard to go wrong with either one, and it's hard to complain about the spot that we're in right now with all these companies putting on great shows. It's not a bad problem to have. All right, real quick, Graham. We also got Fastlane coming up this weekend uh, in Indianapolis right now. Five matches on the card. Just the way you like is Jordan Sweet, like a regular old school in-your-house type of vibe. Um, we have, real quick, EO Sky against Oscar and Charlotte Flair. Triple threat for the WWE Women's Championship. Who you got? I'm thinking EO retains. I think she should. Giving the belt back to Charlotte would be terrible. Oscar doesn't need the title again. Hopefully, it's EO. I'm picking EO, but I have a bad feeling it could be uh, Charlotte, so we'll see. Mm, Char- oh, new new champion, Charlotte Flair. All right. Uh, six-man tag, Latino World Order. Against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. I think it's going to be Bobby and the Profits. They're, uh, you know, just starting out as a group. They need some wins. Yeah. Um, You know, the LWO can lose, and maybe it's dissension between Escobar and Ray that cost them the win, depending on who their partner is or whatever that team consists of. Yeah. We don't know yet. Um, I think it will be Bobby Lashley and uh, the Profits going over, though. I agree with you, too. John Cena, L.A. Knight against the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, tag team match. Got to be Cena and L.A. Knight. Uh, Jimmy can take the loss. That story kind of tells itself where he thinks he's part of the Bloodline. He's not. Mm -hmm. He eats the loss there. Um, Setting up Knight versus Roman for a later show, whether it be Crown Jewel or Survivor Series or the Rumble, which is what I would do to hold off on it, but they might do one of the earlier shows. Maybe Cena can face Solo at some point. They've teased that a couple times. But I, th- I think Cena and I do have to win on Saturday, though. Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest against Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso for the Tag Team Championship. 
I think Judgment Day hold on to gold. I think they hold on to the gold as they should, setting up a War Games match for, again, either Survivor Series or Crown Jewel, probably, hopefully, Survivor Series. And uh, that's where the baby faces can finally get their win and beat Judgment Day. So if they do War Games, it'll be obviously be Finn, Dom, Damien, and wait. And uh, that guy, J.D. McDonough, who's been with them as well. Uh, McDonough. As and then on the flip side, you get Cody, Jey Uso. What, Owens Sam- and Zayn. So, so, yeah, Sammy and Owens. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, And I assume the main event, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think Rollins wins. I mean, I think, honestly, there's a good chance that we're not really talking about here, not just us, but just in general, of Damian Priest cashing in in the sense that they're telling this whole story with Rollins is back. That I think can carry him through Mania. It doesn't have to be like a single story with Nakamura. This is something where they can tell the story of Nakamura, or rather Rollins, being a fighting champion, yeah. defending against all these people, and then he finally loses when his back's hurt and whatever. Um, doesn't have to end here, but um, I think Rollins wins. Nakamura just doesn't feel like a threat to me. If there was any time to put the belt on him, it would be now. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will. Um, it would be cool if he finally got his chance to call himself a world champion in WWE. I don't see it. I think Rollins hold on, holds on to the belt. And I don't want to see the feud continue either. This has got to be it. Um, <laughs> Rollins, I think, retains and then moves on to someone else come the next pay-per-view. So I think Rollins retains. But don't keep an eye out for potential Damian Priest cashing, though. If Rollins is hurt and his back is killing him, maybe a Priest cashing happens and we get a new world champion that way. I don't know. And hey, listen, Dom just lost uh, the North American title. And a Dame says, you know what? You lost that belt. I bring a new belt to the fold. It's the World Heavyweight Championship. We'll see what happens. Oh, listen, actually, now that I mention it, it would be possible. This is also an option. You can put the belt on Damian Priest, and that gets Rollins back involved. He gets That gets him back involved with Judgment Day, which we don't really necessarily need to say. But it would get him in the War Games match. Now, the drawback of doing this is that it would, you know, we would not have a world, a, a world heavyweight title defense on the show. But at Survivor Series, you could do the same baby faces we mentioned. Rollins on their team, so it's five on five this way. As far as who the Judgment Day's partner is, not necessarily joining Judgment Day, but he's doing it because by that point, hopefully he would have turned full on heel and he doesn't like the baby faces, specifically Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre. So you can have Judgment Day and Drew against Rollins, Cody, Owen Zane, and Jay. I think a five, that five-on-five five match would mm. be awesome. I mean, you could also do Drew and Seth separately, but the Drew stuff is just tied up with the Judgment Day stuff right now, and I feel like there'd be a culmination of everything. Judgment, Judgment Day has all the gold, and now they uh, they finally lose in that match, and we get the Drew heel turn. There's a lot of different directions you can go in, is what I'm saying. Hmm. I like I like I like your 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 match uh, booking, Graham. I, I think I think they should hire you. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. Oh, I can I can help out. My first uh, <laughs> first order of business: bringing back Punk. You're right. And then bring back Punk. We're going to make him win the Royal Rumble. We're going to make him main event WrestleMania. We're going to make him win the World Championship at WrestleMania. Give him the whole the whole red carpet treatment. Come on. Give, make everyone very mad. Yeah, very very upset. Him, very upset. Oh, come on. Very, it should have been Gunther. <laughs> I love Gunther, but I mean, I'm just talking about the people that don't want him back because he's a, he's a hothead, which I get, but I don't know. I think he's worth the investment personally. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But but I would I don't say this, bro. I would say this real quick. On the flip side, you know, I like they've been they've been main eventing Gunther for the IC title uh, a few times oh, yeah. uh, with Chad Gable and, and last night with uh, with, with Champa. So they're really trying to make this thing keep really, like you know it'll mean something going forward. But it's like you know, 
I, I thought I heard that it was supposed to be a fast lane. That Gunther was supposed supposed to be on the car, but they they switched it. Now that they, they had yeah. it went on Raw, um, I thought it was a great match. Uh, but they're really doing a great job making that title mean something, which which they they should. Um, but again, you know, w- when does that title reign? And I, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. I mean, he could lose it. Um, I think it, I think he loses it to Gable. I do. Um, that's the story they're telling. That's what I would do. Um. I don't know when, though. That's the question. Because yeah. I've said before, and other people have said, maybe he loses at the Rumble to Gable or to Gunter. No, I'm sorry. Gunter loses it to Gable at the beginning of that show. And then Gunter comes back out and wins the Rumble. But, you know, I'm, I'm not even... I'm, I'm predicting Gunter is winning the Rumble. I'm not saying it's going to be Punk. I'm not going to go so far as to say that. We don't even know if he's coming in yeah. at all, let alone in time for the Rumble or WrestleMania or whatever. He can come back after WrestleMania. I don't know. Um, they would probably want him on that show, though. Regardless, um, I don't know. If, if, if it's not... Gable can still take the belt, but then the question is, what do you do with Gunter after that? He really should have been in the world title picture by now, but the IC title run's been so good, I'm not complaining. Um, Him and Brock, like I said earlier, might be a fine consolation prize just to keep him busy until it is time for him to go to the world title picture, Mm -hmm. and then maybe he beats the shit out of CM Punk and takes the title from him. That's right. I wouldn't be upset at that either. Listen, man, um, you know, just to be funny, like his his title rank and on your favorite show, main event. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god fuck no it ended a house show for all we know at this point you're right and then they say listen uh it don't count <laughs> give him back the belt exactly yeah. um you can follow graham matthews on twitter at wrestle again uh great work for both bleacher report and fan sided daily ddt find myself rainy j cruz r-e-n-d-y letter j-c-r-u-z find the podcast on soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, also on amazon music youtube.com slash cruise control podcast go ahead check the shorts section also on tiktok two out of three false pod go ahead download rate comment subscribe follow all that good stuff show some love and support for your boys in the program uh randy cruz graham matthews man thank you man always appreciate it thank you brother i'll catch you in the next one all right man take it easy you too all right